Who are the players on the waiver wire you should be targeting ahead of Week 12? What are the important takeaways you need to know from the last game of Week 11, the Giants and Buccaneers on Monday night? It's time to find out right here as Pickup Tuesday begins on Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We're getting you ready for the Thanksgiving slate of games there for you on Thursday. So look ahead to that busy football feast. We'll break down those matchups as part of Matchup Wednesday tomorrow. We'll look at all the games in Week 12 eventually. Keep in mind that we won't have a Thursday show, so happy Thanksgiving in advance so you can enjoy those games and time with family, of course. And Friday, we'll uh, kind of uh, take a look at the back half of the games, as we always do, usually on Thursday. So we'll turn Matchup Thursday to Matchup Friday, mash it up a little bit with our lineup Friday where we also look at DFS. So a lot of still good stuff here for you. But we got to look at the waiver wire and the players that can help you, either streaming in your starting lineups or nice stashes on your bench. We'll look at that. We've got a lot of options there. We'll look at quarterback and wide receiver, and then look at tight end, running back, and defense. So we'll get you covered across all positions. Before we do that, we'll quickly put a bow on week 11, looking at what happened with the Giants and Buccaneers, mostly with the Buccaneers there on Monday night. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available to you on all platforms. All right, let's look at Giants-Bucks here. Tom Brady, it was a bit of a frustrating night because you had Ronald Jones score one of the touchdowns. There was a tipped interception there. I thought Brady could have a much bigger night. The problem is the Giants didn't really show up offensively at all, so we'll get into more in that in a moment. But we had Tom Brady. The touchdowns went to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, so – the guys that you trust came through, but not huge volume for either player. The Giants play a zone defense, so no 100-yard games there. You also had James Bradbury containing Mike Evans for a lot of the game. So a lot of short passes, matriculating the ball down the field, taking what the Giants' zone defense gave him. So a lot of success there. I think you could have liked another touchdown without that interception, but he did have a nice rush in the game to uh, cut into that interception, but only a couple touchdown passes. And Jones scoring had to uh, disappoint not only Brady managers, but Fournette managers to see. Leonard Fournette had a pretty big game from scrimmage, but would have been nice he had capped that with a touchdown. But Brady took care of his. Gronkowski came back and played really well, got some uh, plays downfield. So pretty good uh, tight end one numbers without a touchdown there for Gronkowski. So no Antonio Brown still, but Brady getting it done with the principles. So Leonard Fournette came as an RB2. Evans and Godwin come through with scores. Gronkowski, the main thing is he looked healthy, ran downfield, looked pretty unaffected there. So <clears throat> good news here for the Bucks, and maybe another layer, Antonio Brown could return here against the Colts. We'll see about that. But Gronk, he's a good uh, guy to beat underneath coverage as well as Godwin. So the Colts kind of play that zone defense again. So I'd expect a lot of similar things from Tom Brady against the Colts, except uh, I think the Colts will score a little bit and make that a higher scoring game, which should prompt 
Brady to put up some numbers there. But yeah, there's some things that the Bucks definitely left on the table. The Giants left a lot on the table. Their only touchdown of the game came off that Brady tipped interception. It was to offensive tackle Andrew Thomas, but that was pretty much it for the Giants. I mean, you get a fluke kind of a trick touchdown. Saquon Barkley put together a nice game from scrimmage with his receptions, but it was tough sledding as we figured against that Bucks run defense. So interesting note that Vita Vea didn't play with a knee injury, but Bucks still looked pretty stout there. And really the passing game was a mess. They just go to a bunch of different guys. There's no one guy that you can hang your helmet on here, but Kadarius Tony should be displayed a lot more. Kenny Galladay should be a lot more effective. Evan Ingram should be deployed better, especially when Sterling Shepard misses another game of a quad injury. Dare Slayton, uh, once Daniel Jones' favorite target, he's totally been forgotten about here. So what does this all add to? I add up to a very dysfunctional offense, and <clears throat> we got breaking news before we recorded. Recording a little late today on Pickup Tuesday, but we got the breaking news to share with you that Jason Garrett has been relieved of his duties here uh, before he finishes second season with the Giants there. So Jason Garrett is just stodgy. They didn't really have any identity here in this offense. So maybe that'll help uh, here against the Eagles this week, get a little bit of spark <coughs> there. I like the matchup against the Eagles because you can throw underneath. So maybe you can actually take advantage of quick short passes to Tony and Ingram. So we'll see how it goes here, but uh, maybe that's what they needed because this offense just was looking terrible here with Jason Garrett. They went as far as they could, but they got too many weapons especially with Barkley healthy and offensive line better than you think to uh, be this disappointing and not get in the end zone other than a trick play to an offensive lineman here on Monday night football. So the primetime sometimes prompts change and that did definitely here with the giants. That's all we can say about that game. Let's turn it over to quarterbacks here. Now, do you pick up Daniel Jones there for the Eagles game? We'll have to wait and see. I still think he's worth a stash. He's talented enough. We know with his running and passing. He was a QB1 earlier in this season. Uh, he's not in that status right now, the way he's playing. But something to look at here. Cam Newton, last call for him. If you didn't get on Cam Newton last week, we weren't sure if he was going to be fully in there over P.J. Walker, but that was the case. They get the Dolphins this week. So another great matchup for this Panthers offense as a whole. And really, that's what you have to look at. It's a system and the scheme. Joe Brady, the supporting cast, who got it done for him, McCaffrey and more, more so than Cam. So, look, sometimes that's where you can get fantasy football points is the people around you can support you, even if sometimes you're not the most efficient quarterback and throwing downfield. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo also falls in that category where a lot of his numbers are, <coughs> are really based, excuse me, on the weapons he has. And he's got Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. So when you have weapons like that, with your Cam with uh, Moore and McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson and some of the other players that can do some damage, or Jimmy with his receivers, and now that both these teams, the running hasn't been so easy, the Panthers are running a little bit better than the 49ers, but it's more the diversification of the passing game that's helping these quarterbacks really produce here. So that's what Daniel Jones is lacking. It just has no identity spreading around, not dominant playmakers, uh, a core group of playmakers like Cam and uh, Garoppolo have. So Cam Garoppolo, you look at uh, who would I play this week? That's a tough one for a streamer. I mean, Cam is on the road in Miami. Jimmy is at home against the Vikings. So maybe a little bit more Jimmy because I think that's going to be a higher scoring game than what you get from Cam against the Dolphins. But, again, uh, pretty slight there. But both are definitely playable this week if they're available in your waiver wire. 
And say you had Kyler Murray, you've been hurting all the time. You need somebody to plug and play, especially now with the Cardinals on a bye, or you've been playing Patrick Mahomes all week. Uh, these are two guys you can target here. For sure, Daniel Jones is more stash and wait here for the Giants quarterback with the new offensive coordinator coming up. Trevor Lawrence is another guy I'd like to stack and see what happens. They're rumbling about an offensive change there in Jacksonville from uh, maybe what they were doing with Daryl Bevel, Brian Schottenheimer, maybe open up the offense, throw to the wide receivers finally. So definitely a disconnect because remember it was a Jamal Agnew and Dan Arnold show. What happens in week 11? Dan Arnold doesn't get targeted once. Jamal Agnew goes down for the season with a hip injury. So they have to go back to where they should have been with Marvin Jones Jr., LaVisca Chanel Jr. So Lawrence is playing the Falcons at home this week. It has some promise, but you can see it to believe it, and then you can feel better because Jaguars do actually close with a pretty good schedule for their offense if they can get some help there for Lawrence. Mac Jones, the other Jones, is on the radar. Didn't do a lot against the Falcons. We know why, because the Falcons didn't do anything against the Patriots. So Jones was just playing caretaker, moving the ball along. They have the Titans at home this week, so the Titans' secondary is still a mess. The running game should be effective. I like the Patriots big in this one. I think they're going to do it by building a big lead with Mac Jones, with uh, Kendrick Bourne and uh, Hunter Henry and some of the players they have there. So really like uh, the potential there for uh, Mac Jones going forward as a streamer. Again, if you can't get Cam or Jimmy, I would uh, prefer Mac Jones than Trevor Lawrence this week. Not too high upside options. Newton and Garoppolo have more of that. I think Garoppolo has the highest ceiling of the quarterbacks based on potential shootout with Kirk Cousins. Cam would have the highest floor there. And uh, Jones would be the floor guy. Lawrence would be your ceiling guy here on the back end. And Zach Wilson, I don't think he's going to be back here for the Jets against the Texans, but their schedule opens up. I think while Zach Wilson was gone, whether it was Mike Davis or uh, Josh Johnson or Joe Flacco, I think the Jets figured out a few more things about their offense, throw to Elijah Moore, diversify, use Jamison Crowder, have Corey Davis involved a little bit differently in their offense. So when Wilson returns, he could return to a much better streamlined offense here for the Jets and one that will probably still have to throw quite a bit with their defensive issues. All right, that takes care of uh, our takeaways from Giants-Bucks, Monday Night Football, the last game of Week 11. Our early waiver wire look there, quarterback for Week 12. We will get into uh, wide receivers and tight ends in our next segment and close with running backs and defenses. But thank you again for listening. When we say that, it's heartfelt here on this network. Uh, there's so many great podcasts you can choose from out there, whether it's fantasy football or your favorite team and their fan podcast. Well, we do it better than anyone else here that I've heard on Locked On Network. We've got you covered, whether it's fantasy, reality, national stories, local stories. Locked On is there for you. So we thank you, the listener, for making us a part of your podcast experience here for fantasy football and other sports things here because we like doing it, we like bringing it to you, and we love that you love listening to the shows. All right, it's time to... Uh, Pick up where we left off here and look at wide receivers uh, there. So Van Jefferson, you might have forgot about the Rams being on a bye, but he definitely has a lot of appeal with no Robert Woods loss for the season with a torn ACL. A lot more appeal than Odell Beckham Jr., who was already managed in most leagues. But Van Jefferson could have been dropped, could be available out there. I still think he's their best big play threat for Matthew Stafford. Big game this week against the Packers, so... Their secondary is beat up. We know Cooper Cup can go off, but he needs someone else to help him downfield. And it's more likely, I think, to be Jefferson 
than OBJ, who's going to be just more a complimentary third receiver on this team. <clears throat> it's going from the guy playing with OBJ to the guy playing with Aaron Rodgers, MVS, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, Alan Lazard missed the game for the Packers last week against Vikings. MVS comes back, makes a huge play there to help the Packers in that wild shootout against the Vikings. Uh, Devontae Adams looking pretty good, but Aaron Rodgers starting to feel it with the downfield passing again. The running game has opened things up. You get the Rams this week. I mean, you have the Rams have Jalen Ramsey, and you figure they'll have some combination of Jalen Ramsey on Devontae Adams or double team. So that's not always the easiest spot if they then decide to keep Ramsey on the other side and take away the deep shots for Rodgers. So we'll have to see how it plays out. But MBS has an opportunity here should Adams uh, draw Ramsey this week. Adams can still get it done against Ramsey, but we know Aaron Rodgers likes to find those single coverage uh, good matchups and MBS could keep providing those, especially Lazard. This is the game against the Rams this week. All right, Kendrick Bourne, probably last call for him. I mean, he put up big numbers, but again, backdoor wide receiver three numbers. Sometimes you're not looking for somebody to light it up, but someone just to give you a few points there at the bottom of your starting lineup. Kendrick Bourne certainly did that better than a lot of uh, bigger name players that we've seen, including Odell Beckham Jr. You can look at uh, Traquan Smith <coughs> falls into that same category. He has a tough matchup Thursday against the Bills, but getting it done consistently, he's been a wide receiver three with his production here for the Saints. He's coming back from his injury. Pretty good rapport with uh, Trevor Simeon. Now, that could change a little bit with Taysom Hill in the lineup, but we looked at De- Deontay Harris. We got excited about him. We looked at uh, Marquez Callaway, but Traquan is the guy that uh, is being more consistently involved with a nice floor there as a wide receiver three. LaVisca Chanel Jr. might still be out there. Marvin Jones would be preferred, but if any of those Jaguars wide receivers are out there, I think it's going to pivot back to them. And their usage here, especially with no Agnew, this is going to force them to go there where they should have probably gone without uh, DJ Chark earlier in the season. But LaVisca Chanel, pretty solid usage in the game. He's an extension of the running game with short passes and all that. Marvin Jones is still the better guy I would have on my team to manage him more as a wide receiver three plug-and-play should the Jaguars turn the corner a little bit offensively using a wide receivers. But Chanel Jr. also should be managed in a lot of leagues. <laughs> Look at Jamison Crowder. Again, not a lot of hot, uh, big upside here with Crowder, but are they going to the slot central there more with Elijah Moore and Crowder? They don't really have an established tight end. Ryan Griffin is just a guy at this stage in his career. So, again, uh, they're also – going to be without uh, Michael Carter. He was kind of the short area type guy, so Crowder could help with that in uh, PPR leagues. Someone you can look at there, whether it's Joe Flacco or Zach Wilson going forward. Robbie Anderson was quiet last week as uh, Cam had the nice game with him along with Walker two weeks ago, but it was DJ Moore getting it done with Christian McCaffrey in the passing game. But <clears throat> Anderson does have a good matchup this week. The former Jet facing Miami. Miami's given up a lot of big plays outside, so maybe a chance for Anderson to get back in the column. Now, Cedric Wilson has a lot of people. Michael Gallup, we told you heavily about picking him up, and now look what you get with Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Cooper with COVID-19 protocol and, Mark, and Lamb missing the game with concussion. Cedric Wilson bumps up and will get some key targets there. So got good chemistry with Prescott. He's going to start in two and three wide receiver sets here with Prescott this week and a good matchup against the Raiders. Do you trust a Titans receiver that's not named A.J. Brown? Well, A.J. Brown has a chest injury. We'll see where he stands here. He's been really banged up, knee and all that, and hurting for him. And uh, that's a trouble because the Titans don't really have any other wide receivers. Julio Jones is not going to come back for a while with his hamstring issue. issue. 
You had Marcus Johnson come up lame, and he was hurt early in the season with a hamstring. So he pulled it up there against the Texans. So Nick Westbrook-Akini and Des Fitzpatrick were involved there for the Titans here. But Westbrook-Akini seems to have some established place in this offense. Should Brown be banged up? <clears throat> Should Johnson not be available? Westbrook-Akini, we've heard his name several times here. When we're watching Titans games, he does get involved there. By default, they might need to use someone as number two. And they also don't really throw the tight end. My only concern is not a big uh, passing team. We know that. But maybe the Titans defense will force them to do that. They threw 52 times last week. So it's a Patriots uh, matchup. Not recommended any receiver there. A.J. Brown still could be bottled up with his injury there against the Patriots. But Westbrook Keeney looks like he might be in the starting lineup for for a while for the Titans. I know I had to drop Rondell Moore in a few leagues, and some people might have done that as well, but massive uh, PPR volume last week, double-digit catches with ease from Colt McCoy. So will this continue? Well, they're on a bye week, so more people could be dropping Rondell Moore after last week as well. Just plug and play him, but Rondell can make some plays and do some things here. So, again, maybe they'll use him more, but maybe they have changes here after the bye, incorporating what they can do for him with Kyler Murray and helping out, especially with no Chase Edmonds, which kind of helps Moore's value. We'll see A.J. Green and Christian Kirk might see a fade in their roles here behind DeAndre Hopkins as well. Marquise Goodwin had a good chemistry there with Andy Dalton. Plug and play for Allen Robinson. He actually had a more productive game than Robinson has had all season long there playing off Darnell Mooney. It is Andy Dalton. So if you're looking for a little bit of action there, deep streamer on Thanksgiving, that early game, Marquise Goodwin has a little appeal. DeAndre Carter looks like the real deal here as a complimentary receiver. We also saw Cam Sims score for Washington against the Panthers, but Carter's very consistently involved now. They're just really not counting on Curtis Samuel to come back and do anything. And uh, De'Ami Brown, the rookie from North Carolina, beats their starting. So Carter's look pretty good here playing off Terry McLaurin. So they might have found something there, but we'll see with uh, Logan Thomas possibly returning. <coughs> Nelson Aguilar. Really, you've been trying to extract value from Jacoby Myers there as a three without touchdowns mainly. But uh, Kendrick Bourne has kind of settled in as the best wide receiver. Three choice, even though Aguilar did score a touchdown there against the Falcons in week 11 Thursday night. Speaking of Logan Thomas, we talked about Carter having a nice uh, role here for Washington in deeper leagues. He definitely has appeal. Logan Thomas uh, should be in all shallow league targets there unless you have a guy like Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller. Mark Andrews, George Kittle, really outside that realm. I mean, there's nothing very consistent out there. Uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, maybe go to Dallas Goddard and TJ Hawkinson. But after that initial group, uh, we can throw Gronk in the mix. You're hurting for tight end. These are streamers, hit or miss, touchdown dependent guys. Logan Thomas, we know, is a big part of WFT's offense when healthy. So something to look there. But he's expected to practice this week and suit up against the Seahawks here in week 12 on uh, Monday Night Football. Tyler Conklin still has some appeal for the Vikings. Don't love the matchup this week against the 49ers. It's the same matchup where Dan Arnold didn't have a catch. So Conklin definitely is a guy that can uh, cool off again. We saw that. He had the two-touchdown game against the Chargers. Very limited uh, success there against the Packers, who better much better against the tight end than the Chargers. The Ravens are pretty bad against the tight end. So if you're looking for a streamer this week, Austin Hooper would be the choice. Jarvis Landry's a little bit beat up with his knee injury there for the Browns. So Maybe leaning more on Hooper there in that primetime game against the Ravens. All right, we'll get into running backs and defenses 
in our final two segments. Again, thanks again for making uh, Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available to you on all platforms. It's Thanksgiving. We all know what that means. Football, football, football. Nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet online as you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before for your betting needs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on there to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. Bet online is pro and college hoops. They're NBA, college basketball in full swing now, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season, no matter what part of the season it is for whatever sport you're interested in. BetOnline has you covered. BetOnline has the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. All right, time to close the show looking at the running backs and defenses on the waiver wire ahead of week 12. And again, programming reminder, we will go do a matchup Wednesday tomorrow. Then I'll mix up a matchup Thursday and, and lineup Friday into one show matchup Friday there for you to close the week here with uh, no show on Thursday. But we'll still get to all the games, do the usual analysis there for you in depth here, as we always do on Lockdown Fantasy Football every week. Let's do that with the running backs here on the waiver wire. Latavius Murray still might be out there. He did come back, have a little bit of a role with Devonta Freeman. Freeman kind of took over the key touches there for Baltimore, but Murray has appeal because they're a running heavy team. We know they can support two backs, as we've seen from last year. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards around this time as Mark Ingram faded. Now you have uh, Murray and Freeman. Freeman has looked pretty good. Browns is a tough uh, matchup this week, but again, Latavius was looking good before his injury, so Maybe it'll help restore his value there. Now, Ty Johnson is a good target this week. I know people are thinking Tevin Coleman with the Jets with what they'll do with Michael Carter. Expected to miss up three weeks here with an ankle injury. So high ankle sprain here for uh, Michael Carter. So Ty Johnson has been looking like the best. He's had some value scoring touchdowns and uh, catching passes even when Carter's been around. So, yeah, he'd seem the guy to pivot to versus uh, the veteran. Tevin Coleman is just a guy at this point. Matt Breida, if we're trying to extract something still from that Bills rushing attack, he's the guy right now with the momentum leading rusher from last week against the Colts. Uh, they're just tired of Devin Singletary and Zach Moss underachieving, and so are we. So it'd be nice if Matt Breida, with his change of pace, speed, quickness, experience, can get them a little bit more. But, yeah, don't necessarily rush out to play him against the Saints, but he does have some appeal here. This week, David Johnson gets a lot of carries, not a lot of production there for the Texans, but they do get the Jets this week. So Johnson and Johnson provide you no more tears if you've got injury on the waiver wire. They're that same game. Jets and Texans, Ty and David, could both be productive this week. And Tevin Coleman, not that interested versus Ty Johnson, but he's out there. You're desperate. So much for the takeover of Wayne Gallman with Mike Davis. It was Kadri Olison as the main guy against the Patriots, all not all that effective in the game. So let's keep that in mind. We're stuffed on a fourth down and all that. So really not buying uh, Kadri Allison as the guy I'm going to trust. I think Corderell Patterson kind of squashes Allison's value here as uh, Patterson Davis should go back to being the Falcons' backfield against the Jaguars. Uh, we have Dontrell Hilliard. He was the curveball there for Donta Foreman and Adrian Peterson. No Jeremy McNichols, we thought it was going to help both of those guys. Instead, they put in Hilliard catch passes, no rhyme or reason on the usage there. So really not that interested too much unless I'm desperate 
to invest in the Titans' backfield. And Rex Burkhead, that's really desperate to go for someone in the Texans' backfield. We talked about that, but the matchup might call for Johnson Johnson. Burkhead, we thought it would have a bigger role, but just not doing enough there to merit even a hint of fantasy interest, even in a great matchup here against the Jets. Now let's look at the defenses that you want to look at here. The Bears, good bounce back. I know they don't have Khalil Mack, but Eddie Jackson could be returning. Some other guys can make plays in Detroit. We'll see. It could be Tim Boyle starting again. doesn't really matter. Boyle or Jared Goff, you feel pretty good about the Bears as a streamer this week. They should be readily available for you. The Falcons are a team that you can also look at. They're playing the Jaguars on the road, but they've got some guys in the secondary that can make some plays. Grady Jarrett up front. So, again, the matchup says you can look at the Falcons if you're desperate. We've seen bad quarterbacks make mistakes, so Lawrence always can give you a pick six. Texans and Jets with Joe Flacco and Tyrod Taylor. That kind of helps the two former uh, Ravens st- starter and backup there, of all things. So, um very interesting matchup this week, but you know, the Texans and Jets, these are two of the teams that allow the most fantasy points to opposing defenses. So maybe you get an all out ugly battle of attrition between Texans and Jets, especially without Michael Carter in there and the Texans not being a big, much of a running team. So again, if you're really hurting there, Falcons, Texans, Jets just happen to have the right matchups this week on the waiver wire. All right, that takes care of our look at the waiver wire for week 12, quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, running back, and defense. And uh, we will turn over to the fantasy football and gambling perspective over tomorrow for Matchup Wednesday ahead of week 12, starting with the Thanksgiving games. We'll break those down in full for you tomorrow. Locked on Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs here on the network. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this edition of Matchup uh, Pickup Tuesday, I should say, Matchup Wednesday, getting a little ahead of ourselves, but can't wait for Thanksgiving, can't wait for the games there, and we'll break those down for you tomorrow. Have a good Tuesday, and good luck with your waiver wire pickups ahead of Week 12.